And welcome, everyone, once again to another edition of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner, and along shortly will be my Hall of Fame podcast partner, Coach Ted Huber. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the year 2006 and the All-Star Game that took place in the summer of 2006. And, of course, we'll be reviewing the state championship games, that w- which took place in the fall of 2005, late fall, around Thanksgiving, and... Uh, We'll tell you who won those games in the uh, five classes that existed at that time. And we'll also get a chance to talk to a couple of uh, coaches, people that were involved in the game. John Barron uh, being one of the coaches that was involved. He'll be on the show. And uh, Coach Zagunda, he'll be with us also. And he'll talk to us about uh, what took place in that game from his perspective. So stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. And thanks for tuning in. Hang on. Big Cat Promotions is very proud to be a sponsor of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. Each week, we get a chance to talk to coaches from all over the state about their programs. Big Cat Promotions wants to support your program in any way that we can. Often that is with awards or even fundraisers or items that support and promote the programs, players, and coaches. So if you want to bid on any of over 100,000 promotional products, Give me a call, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. And let's see if we can be of value to your program. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, everyone, once again to the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. I'm your host, Coach Dave Baumgartner. I have with me the Hall of Fame coach, Ted Huber. And Coach Huber, we've got a couple of special guests as we kick off this edition of the podcast where we explore uh, 2006 and the All-Star game that took place that summer. So I'm going to turn things over to you, Coach. Okay, we've got two coaches from the north. All right. Uh, Head coach, Grant Zagunda, who was at Delta at the time. Uh, Grant was the state runner-up in 4A, what, 2001, I think. Uh, while at Delta, and uh, in 2021 uh, was selected for the Hall of Fame. And then we also have John Barron, uh, who was at Plymouth for 20-some years, and now's at John Glenn, uh, former past president of the Indiana Football Coaches Association. And we, uh, we're just here to talk some football. So, uh, Grant, uh, maybe you can start it, um, you know, uh, thinking about who are some of the coaches uh, that you and John uh, had on that staff. Ooh, I'm trying to remember. We had uh, we had Randy um, I'll help Albano. I'll help him out, Coach, just like I did all that whole week at 17, okay. 18 years ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, he had Jeff Yelton, and he had some, he had some dudes that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. We had Monty Mayhorter from West Noble, who's still at West Noble. Uh, Brad Urban at the time was at West Central, and he went to Logansport. I don't know where Brad is right now, actually. Randy Albano was at Anderson Highland. And, the, and then, of course, uh, Coach Segunda brought his right-hand man, who was our O-line coach, for the week and Grant's line coach and, and coach Thompson, Jim Thompson. So we had, we had an awesome staff. Mm-hmm. Does that help you Grant? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would, I would have got there, I think, but yeah. okay, uh, <laughs> a little slower than John. I think yeah. he, he's got something in front of him. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> right, Big Jim Thompson. Who, who can, uh, who can ever forget Big Jim Thompson? Right from Delta. Uh, yeah, great know. guy, great guy, good, good coach. Uh, coached at Delta for thirty some years, and. Uh, He's still hanging around, so he's retired from coaching and teaching, but uh, one of my best friends. Great guy. Yeah. All right, Jeff Yelton you mentioned, John. Uh, Jeff's also in the Hall of Fame, uh, 2009, I think. Um, was at Maryville at the time. Right. Uh, what, what, uh, what do you recall from uh, some of these guys? Well, I can tell you a story about a kid. But this is back when all the big name kids they they still play. Mm-hmm. So he 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 had he brought with him a couple of dudes. Um, but he brought a kid named Dexter Larimore, oh, yeah. who was at least a two or three time state champion in wrestling mm-hmm. at heavyweight. Um, but he went to the Ohio State University, and I I'll remember we did a one on one. I don't know if you remember this, Coach Segunda, but. The kid from Fort Wayne Snyder. Big kid. Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. Uh, Travis Arnold. Yeah. Travis Arnold was locked up. Locked. Uh, Dexter Laramore in a one-on-one drill. Now, Arnold was a full-ride kid to Ball State. And uh, Dexter Laramore, this isn't like a fishing story where it gets bigger every year. <laughs> Dexter Laramore literally, literally, off the ground and proceeded to set him to the side and knock the dummy down. And I'll never forget, Arnold came back and looked at me and said, Coach, what am I supposed to do about that? I said, well, that's why he's going to Ohio State and you're going to Ball State. <laughs> so he brought, he, bought, he brought some some really good players. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that, that kid was definitely a, a standout for us. And, and uh, you know, we, we, had some, we had some good kids from some good schools. In 2006, yeah, and Jeff was our uh, defensive coordinator that week and uh, did a great job for us. Um, I think Jeff and I we had the uh, distinct uh, honor, uh, I think, of being the only head football coaches in the state of Indiana that were also biology teachers at the Ooh, time. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, high brow here. We better step it up a little bit with that kind of intelligence on the show here. I played with a guy at the <laughs> Man, Ball State. I played with a guy named Dick Luton from Ball State that uh, coached at Marion, and uh, he was an art major. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Bud Osmond is an art major, too. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yep. yeah, from Oak Hill right now. So, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, – Laramore's brother Riley uh, played for us at Ball State. He was he was, you know, he was not as big or as fast or as strong, right? <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, Dexter used to come and visit him, and uh, we tried to tried to capture him, but uh, never <laughs> could do it. You know? He was a player, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. let's let's think about the South here. That they're not represented. Uh, Dave Shelbourne was a head coach. Uh, Dave had the distinction of being a head coach and an assistant coach in the All Star game, and he also played in the first 
1967 All-Star game mm-hmm. as a quarterback. Uh, he was from uh, Gary Frable, I think. Uh, he's from Gary. I do know that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, um, David was, uh, you know, he's still around. He plays golf now four months a year down in, down in Florida. Uh, we don't see him much, but, uh, uh, you know, he was the head coach of the South. And, uh, you know, uh, as, as you can look down the list here, uh, you know, Tony Aarons, for instance, from Jasper, who was at Jasper for a long time, 30-some years. He was assistant for Jerry Brewer, and then he became the head coach for about 18 or 20 years. And it's interesting that uh, this year uh, he's being nominated for the uh, for the Hall of Fame out of Region Nine down there. Of course, most of you guys don't know where Region Nine is. Uh, <laughs> We're going to the north, south. Being northern guys, uh, okay. And uh, Bo Belden uh, was on that staff. Jim Belden's son, Bo, uh, he became the head coach at Westfield after Jim left there and and went to Noblesville, and, um, you know, Bo, I'm not sure he's in, in coaching anymore, but uh, Bob Brookbank from uh, Lawrenceburg at the time, Hank Lopez from <coughs> Riverton Park. I know Park County. Uh, where is Park County? Does anybody know? It's over by Illinois, I think. I was going to say, it? yeah, it's is up it there in the northwest, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we got Tom Page uh, from uh, Park Tudor and Scott Williams, who for a long time was at ABOC. So uh, those were the South coaches. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that if you look at, you look at who coached in the All-Star games, uh, a lot of these guys uh, had some success in the state tournament, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, they don't have, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of, but what, I don't know what, it's nothing wrong with it, but big name guys this year in 2006, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, do you guys remember any, um, uh, any staff, uh, situations between the North and the South or anything? No, no, not necessarily. I, I remember uh, Bo Belden was really good at karaoke. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, we, we might have been one of the last uh, groups there, Coach, that uh, that uh, <clears throat> shut the place down, the bar there close to uh, University of Dallas. And, <laughs> and we had, I, I think Coach Segunda wanted to keep that tradition going where the North versus the South staff, uh, you know, showed off their vocal cords and, Mm-hmm. and saying, uh, you know, karaoke that night. I know mm-hmm. we had a good time that night with both staff. <laughs> yeah, they were a good crew. Uh, yeah. Coach Shelburne was a good guy. and um, Yeah, I mean, they, they had some they had some good players. Uh, yeah. Ben Chappell, and, uh, you know, he, he pretty much tore us apart. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I noticed the great score was, for, what, 28 to 10 or something, uh, the South, and, and – uh, Ben was the uh, MVP of the game, Bloomington South quarterback. And, mm-hmm. You know, I asked, uh, there were two guys that jumped off the page at me when I started putting this together. A.J. Eads, mm-hmm. uh, who was a linebacker from Greenwood, uh, played for Rick Wimmer 
actually at uh, at Greenwood, and uh, ended up playing at Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, would have had a great career in the pros, uh, but he got hurt. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, he also is being nominated this year for the Hall of Fame. And then there was a guy named uh, Ricky Kreider, who was a running back from Evansville, right? Yeah. Uh, he uh, went to Northern Illinois, and you can't get to DeKalb, Illinois, from Evansville, Indiana. I will guarantee <laughs> you that. But somehow Ricky got there. And uh, interestingly enough, he was like Eads. He got hurt. In fact, I think he broke <coughs> broke both his uh, had broke bones in his tibia and a fibula. In the lower part of his leg, and after that, he never was quite the same. So uh, he ended up going back to Evansville, though, and became a running back coach at uh, Evansville Wrights, where he played. And the head coach at that time at Wrights was uh, John Hart, yeah. who uh, we all know is uh, now at Brownsburg and has won a thousand games, if you will. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, those two guys uh, jumped off the page at me. And then I, you know, I kind of sent a letter out and and, uh, and talked to some guys, and I talked to both you guys, and, and uh, you said you you know you sent me some uh, people that uh, jumped off the page at you. So, um, John, um, jump in here. Well, obviously, you know, the young man from Maryville that went to Ohio State, he he was he was a difference maker. Now he wasn't going, he you know he. He was going to get to the quarterback, but he's a, obviously a six-three. You know, at the time, probably you know, close to three hundred-pound kid. Um, so they weren't going to run the ball on us, and I don't think they really wanted to run the ball on us that much anyway. Um, we also had a really good kid um, that play, that was from I'm trying to think of where he was from. Um, uh, really Max. good defense. Yeah, Deontay Matthews yeah. from Elkhart Central, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He went to he went to IU. His motor was always running. We we had I know they scored some points on us. We we had some really really outstanding defensive players. I didn't coach that side of the ball, but I I remember how how talented our kids were. We had a really good linebacker from Mishawaka, and uh, you know we had some dudes that could. We had some guys on offense too. I think Mikael Lewis went to Ball State, right? And, and the kids from Snyder, little running back, Mikael Lewis. Right, right. Uh, yeah. You know, I know he had a good he had a good career down there in Muncie. Uh, he was real explosive for us. Um, we just had a bunch of junkyard dogs, I think. You know, we had we had some kids. We had the Tiger kids played quarterback uh, when when uh, Coach Segunda wanted to run the ball from Rensselaer. Uh, we had a running back from uh, Lowell, the Scott Gray kid. Played for Coach Kennedy at Lowell. He he was he was a tough kid. We had the, the little kid Ryan Fix from Michigan City. He played for Bob Holmes. You know, just tough, hard nosed runners. And uh, you know, I I didn't remember what the score was. I, you know, I, it felt to me closer than that. You know, I, I thought our kids just played really really hard and and never never gave up. I know that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Grant. Jump in. Yeah, same thing. I was going to bring up Deontay Mack, who uh, I believe is coaching in college ranks somewhere, too, uh, after his playing days at IU. I think he's a strength and conditioning guy at 
I think he was at Kentucky for a while and Akron and I think he might be at Eastern Michigan now. Um, kind of ran into him a couple times. Uh, but yeah, like, like John said, Tiger, uh, from Rensselaer, we, we kind of did things in a unique way, I guess. John was, uh, we were kind of both offensive coordinators for the game and John was kind of doing this, you know, some triple option stuff with Tiger, who was a running quarterback. And then we had a kid named Dorfler, Dorfler um, oh, from yeah. Concordia, mm-hmm. uh, coach's kid that mm-hmm. uh, was more of a thrower. And and uh, so I would kind of call the plays with Dorfler and, and John would call the plays with Tiger. And, uh, you know, the game got off. We got down 7 nothing, And then I think we came back and tied it up. Uh, I think Tiger scored on an option play. And so we were kind of hanging around. And then Ben Chapel just kind of took over the game. But um, – but yeah, defensive line-wise, I mean, Laramore and, and uh, Mac. I mean, you couldn't ask for two better interior defensive linemen uh, in an all-star game. Those guys were both really good. Um, we had a kid named London from Hammond Morton who was a good receiver. Uh, I think that was his name, London from Hammond Morton, yeah. uh, who was good, about 6'3", kid, could run and catch well. Um Levy and uh, from Penn, you know, offensive lineman, big guy, and then uh, like you already talked about, Arnold from from Snyder were both uh, really good offensive tackles for. Us, so I think that didn't yeah. that Cody Faulkner, that big kid, didn't he from Hamilton Heights? He played for Steve Stern. I I think he was an IU kid, wasn't he? Cody Faulkner, big kid. Like oh yeah, six five, yeah, six, six five, three hundred pound kid. He he was the biggest kid we had on the team. I mm-hmm. I think he was an IU kid. Mm-hmm. So we had some good things. I think, you know, I think good point now that when, when Coach Segunda brings it up, I mean, he utilizes that. You know, when you get down there, you know, we were there the whole week. So we, you know, we obviously met. We didn't have huddle back then. <laughs> you know, we had to we had to meet more, you know, to really discuss kids and what we wanted to do. And, I mean, I, you can see why Grant's such a good coach. I mean, he, he let us all have input. And, and, you know, nobody had any egos and, you know, if, if he if he wanted us to run the ball, then you know he would he would ask, and you know everybody got to, to put their hand in in the ball game and get to know the kids, you know, and that's what the experience is all about is, is uh, you know getting to know these kids, you know. It's it's been it's, you know when I go back, you know when you guys said we're going to do this, I mean it's been 17 years, mm-hmm. and that seems like a lifetime ago, you know, but yeah. it was the first time I had been uh, and uh, on the staff and, and, uh, it was just a great experience getting to know these coaches and staying now, at the dorm. And now did, and, uh, um, did you guys yeah, back- go ahead, coach? I'm sorry. No, no, that's all right. I was just going to bring up too. And I talked to this, uh, talked to coach Huber about this before, um, you know, one of the highlights of the week, obviously for both teams and all the coaches and trainers and everybody involved in the game was was going to Camp Riley mm-hmm. um, you know that Thursday before or Wednesday before I can't remember exactly but um, you know it sounds like we don't do that anymore but going there was was just uh, you know for, sure. for a lot of our kids was eye-opening and yeah. um, you know that that was a big part of the week as well and uh, going to see the uh, the Hall of Fame in Richmond one night mm-hmm. and, you know there's a lot of a lot of neat things that went on and mm-hmm. It's a long week. Um, there's not a lot of sleep to be had, and you know you're constantly practicing or uh, in meetings. You know, getting ready for the the next practice, and 
so yeah, but it's, it's all worth it in the end. It's uh it's a great week. And like you said, uh, I, I consider John a, a great coach as well and good friend. And yeah, we haven't talked, you know, a whole lot, but uh, yeah, we'll talk occasionally and uh, email each other every once in a while and mm-hmm. just stay in touch. So yeah, a lot of good, good friends made a lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. Ted, I got a well, question. I'm glad you brought that up okay. because Can you I? Know, we don't do that anymore. Okay, yeah. we don't. We can't go to Camp Riley anymore. Somehow, why is that? Some way, My question uh, well, is, why is that? Well, the the question to answer your question is that somewhere, somehow, somebody uh, got a burr in their saddle or something, and said, uh, uh, you know, that this is going to turn into something that's not going to be good. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I I I was at Camp Riley first in 1975. Mm-hmm. Okay. And since then, I've probably been there 10, 12 times. Mm-hmm. And you've never seen kids so excited, and you've never seen football players so appreciative of what they have. And right. they got, you know, they just got to be really good friends with those kids. Sure. And uh, it's just a shame. Yeah. It really is, you know. And uh, so that was one of the, the major prop problems. Now, I guess it's a problem. I don't know. But anyway. Um, you know, the of course we can't go to camp, the Hall of Fame anymore because there is isn't. right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, you I know, just want to, uh, if I could, just I I want to start a campaign right now. I think that we should go back to Camp Riley. I I mean, well, I, I don't have it, an, it's, Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say it just seems to me like that's a rich experience, and we all know that as coaches that whenever you can get the kids involved in something like that, where they get to see kids that certainly don't have the kind of tools that they have. Uh, to make their way through life, it's a humbling experience, and it's a great experience for the kids. And for us not to be able to do that, I, I, I would like to have someone explain to me why uh, that well, is it's, the it's case. The people at uh, it's the people at Camp Riley that would explain it to you. All right, I'm they're calling. the ones that said uh, we don't do it anymore. And okay, we tried like crazy to you know to say hey, what else can we do and all sure. that, but uh, you know it's just. It's just not going to happen. Right. So, uh, okay. And it's too bad. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. here. Sure. I'll tell you that. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, well, uh, you know, I got so many stories about Camp Riley, uh, you know, that just bring tears to your eyes. Sure. You know, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. anyway, um, I'm glad you brought that up, Grant, because, uh, you know, I don't know when, how many years it's been now that, since we've, not going to Camp Riley, but probably, I don't know, six, seven years now, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I right. lose track of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, when you get right. as old as me, you, just, you know, what the hell, you don't know what, <laughs> right. you don't know what day it is. <laughs> right, oh, right. Year it is. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, I think this is my time to uh, talk about what happened on the uh, – state championship games and some of the awards that were handed out. Is that, is that my cue? Yeah, to it? be a good time to do it. All right. In 5A ball that fall, the uh, West, or excuse me, Warren Central knocked out Hamilton Southeastern 55-20 to 20 in the 5A state championship. Kevin Wright was head coach at Warren Central. Rob Cutter was the head coach at Hamilton Southeastern. Hamilton yeah, South- let me interject here, Bum. Uh, uh, that's the third year in a row Warren Central with uh, – uh, Mr. Wright, as the head coach, uh, was in a row. They won the state. Wow. 
Well, kind of sounds like a lot sounds a little bit like Center Grove nowadays, but at any rate. Yeah. Um, so uh, Hamilton Southeastern did have the uh, Mental Attitude Award winner. His name was Chris Summers. In 4A ball, Lowell, the Red Devils, knocked out Indianapolis Ron Colley 28-27. to That must have been a heck of a football game. Kirk Kennedy, head coach at Lowell, Bruce uh, Surface. Um, Cy Freeze. Cy Freeze. Okay, Cy Freeze at uh, Ron Colley was the head coach. And uh, Nick Branch, excuse me, Banch, uh, from Indianapolis, Ron Colley was the Mental Attitude Award winner. And here's an interesting one, and I followed this because it's up in our neck of the woods, and I know John did too, and Ted. Uh, um, Northwood knocks out Chittard. I would have bet the house against that. Northwood comes into the state tournament, and I don't know how many teams have done this, with a losing record. And uh, they finished 9-6. and six. They knocked out Chittard, who was 12-3. and three. Rich Dotson, the head coach at Northwood. Vince uh, Lorenzano, Lorenzano was the head coach at Chittard. And uh, Northwood claims a state championship. So it was an incredible um, turnaround. Indianapolis Chittard's Kevin Ball was the, uh, was the uh, Mental Attitude Award winner for that uh, class. So that was a remarkable season for uh, the Northwood Panthers, no question. Um, 2A ball, Jimtown knocked out North Posey 35-7, and one Bill Sharp, who the stadium is now named after Coach Sharp. Uh, John Glingelbach was North Posey's head coach, and they were 12-3 and against Jimtown's 14-1. and North Posey's Ryan uh, Kearney was the uh, Medal Attitude Award winner. And in 1A ball, uh, this is no surprise, Sheridan knocks out uh, Knightstown 21-7. Larry Bud Wright was the head coach, 13-2, and and uh, Knightstown was 14-1 and until they ran into Sheridan. Don Willard was the head coach there, and Knightstown's Matt Cox was the uh, most valuable player, or the, excuse me, the Medal Attitude Award winner in uh, that particular competition. Uh, Jimtown so, probably played Northwood that year. Didn't they play every year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, first game of the yeah, year. I would yeah. imagine Jimtown probably beat them. Oh, yeah. If, if uh, they were, you know, if yeah. Northwood was uh, at a losing record. But anyway, you got two state champions uh, right there. Yeah. Uh, Back door. You know, you know, right they down the road. They beat them 13-9 yeah. that year. I was looking at that. Oh, yeah, there okay. you go. Okay. All right. Um uh, some other things that went on that down there at uh, the uh, uh, state championship games. Uh, of course, Ted mentioned Ben Chapel from Bloomington South. He was the most valuable player. Uh, some of the IS, uh, Indiana State Football Coaches Association's awards, the Raybolt winner was Jay Cutler from Heritage Hills slash Vanderbilt. I assume that's where he ended up going, Ted, to uh, Vanderbilt and uh, be involved in Vanderbilt. Um, and uh, then some of the other awards here. The final awards here, making this sweep here and sorting through the paperwork here. Distinguished Service Award went to Tim Roth from Winnemac. And the President's Award went to Jeffrey, or excuse me, Jeff Bradley, uh, Bradley Financial. And uh, Ken Leffler Memorial Special Service Award went to Jason Simmons of Indianapolis, Ron Colley. Uh, of course, now uh, from uh, Ben Davis. And the Media Award went to Ken Hill from Sports Hotline. So that's the... Uh, wrap up on what took place as far as it goes to who won the state championships and uh, who had the uh, special awards given to them uh, from the Indiana State Football Coaches Association. You now know, when we, you. yeah, when we, uh, when I, when I mentioned the fact that uh, Kevin Wright won three in a row at Warren Central, mm-hmm. uh, next week I'm going to have 
uh, this all figured out that uh, the multiple winners, I think we can, it's interesting how you can throw it in there mm -hmm. because Warren Central is going to win again. All right. Kevin Wright's leaving, but Warren Central with, uh, with uh, Steve Tutsi, uh, the head coach, is going to win it four times in a row. Wow. So, yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. I think next week uh, I'm going to throw that out, uh, you know, because there is, you know, like you mentioned, Cedar uh, uh, Grove uh, is now one four in a row. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Well, unusual. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention here, just a little bit of history about the uh, podcast here. We had Coach Shelbourne on. Uh, was it one of the, either the first show, wasn't it, Ted, where he would talk show, to us yeah, as a player? A yeah. yeah. So that was kind of interesting. And then later on, we had him on as a coach. So the guy was a pretty <laughs> yeah. remarkable man yeah, in a lot of ways. Yep. So anyway. Well, guys, anything else that we need to throw in here? We really appreciate you guys taking the time to be with us there. It's always interesting to go back and reflect on the history that took place uh, back in these all-star games. And we're getting closer and closer. We're Ted and, thanks to Ted's research and stuff, we're in, and Maureen, I know she's involved in this also. Um, you know, we uh, are creeping up there and start to, eventually we'll catch up to the uh, all-star game. But right now we're still a little bit behind, but we've, uh, we're certainly tearing away at it. So thanks to Ted and Maureen. I will yeah. throw this in there that uh, Coach Kittman, uh, who is now the head coach at Fort Wayne Snyder, at the mm -hmm. time of this game, it was Coach Isaacs. But mm -hmm. Coach Kittman just texted me and said that Mikhail Lewis, the young man I spoke of that went to Ball State, mm -hmm. he believes that Mikhail Lewis is the all-time leading rusher at Ball State. So he, oh, really? he was a heck of a player for us. Mm -hmm. We know that. Mm -hmm. so there, were, mm -hmm. there was a lot of really good talent on that field uh, yeah. that, oh, yeah. that, uh, that evening. Well, like you said. Well, there was another guy from Snyder that played at Ball State that gained a few yards named Merriweather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Merriweather. Right. Oh, yeah. He went over 4,000, I can remember, at Marshall uh, one night. He went over 4,000 yards. So, uh, you know, Snyder, too bad they don't have any running backs up there. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> They've had a few. No kidding. Yeah. All right. Rod Woodson. Yeah, for one. Yeah, That's one that bad. sticks out in my mind for sure. So, Well, gentlemen, it's been great having you with us on the show. I don't want to rush anyone off. If anyone else has got something for the good of the cause to say, we certainly welcome it. But uh, uh, thanks a lot, and it's been insightful. And uh, it's always great to hear this history and hear it from the mouths of the guys that were there. So that's firsthand history. That's as good as it gets. So we appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate you having us on for sure. Uh, it's always fun to be able to get on and talk, talk some of the old memories from the game, and uh, appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Well, yeah, and I can concur, and I know that Ted said I, I had the honor to be the president of the IFCA, but this, this this was the first time I really felt like, you know, this was a big deal. You know, and I thought, like I said, Grant did a great job because that that is a that long that week long. There's a lot of stuff that he's got to got to keep organizing guys and kids and we didn't have any issues with players or it was just such an honor to be a part of it part of the staff and, and be a part of it with the kids and um you know i just felt like you know we, we you know our kids really played hard and that testament to grant you know how he led everything and and uh, and the players obviously they, they were there to play football they weren't yeah. worried about contract or anything. yeah yeah <laughs> or the, or the portal or, the portal or whatever. No, i mean you know 
Yeah. Yeah. Going to Ohio State, Indiana, IU, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ball State. I mean, these kids came down there to play, and they, they played hard. It was fun to coach them. It was an honor, like Grant said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, uh, once again, thanks, coaches. Um, really appreciate it, and uh, you guys have a great time. I know uh, we're gearing up, even though it's off season. Uh, there's all kinds of things going on with the NFL Football Coaches Association, and, of course, there are things going on with the programs and the off-season programs that everyone institutes and uses. So uh, we wish you the best of luck as you head into that uh, quote-unquote off-season. So, Ted, anything else? Well, it's interesting that both of these guys are on a second career, if you will, Mm. uh, (laughs) as far as uh, coaching is concerned. You know, Grant was at Delta for a long time and uh, then became an administrator there, and now is at Jay County. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned that John was at Plymouth for 20-some years as an assistant and a head coach. And uh, now he's the head coach at John Glenn in Walkerton, Indiana. So, um, you know, that's a new spark, I think. So, uh, well, what I, do you think? Is it, is it a new spark, guys? I mean, do you, you know. Yeah, you, uh, yeah no doubt about it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been good to get back into the game and uh, – yeah, we got a lot of work to do, but uh, you know, at Jay County, but we're we're getting there one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I would concur with that. You know, we, you know, Coach Huber, I've known you for a long time now. Obviously, you two bum, but I've always took pride in being a being a high school football coach. I think we do things different. Mm-hmm. I think you know, if, if a high school football coach has a beef with someone, it usually doesn't last very long. I can tell you this story about Grant. They Delta beat Plymouth. I was the offensive coordinator at Plymouth. They beat us in the semi-state. Oh wow! Uh, to go to go to the state final. What year was that, Grant? Was that your you yeah know, twice, two, right? Yeah, it was two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand one. We we went down there. It was a long ride, and it was a cold night, and it was a close game. And I think Grant had a kid named uh, Joey Lynch as his quarterback. Uh, <laughs> Coach, that Coach Lynch's uh, son, who mm-hmm. I played for at Butler. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of ties you know, that we, that we had, and then, sure. you know, Grant beat us and, and, uh, you know, it, it was just, yeah. So my, I was at Plymouth for 32 years and, and, oh, wow. uh, 17 as a head coach. And, and this certainly has been great to, to, uh, to go to Walkerton and be at John Glenn and be in, in three, a football now. So it's, it's been great. Well, you know, that's a whole show in it in itself. And Ted, we need to write <laughs> this one down. I'm going to write it down. I know you'd feel better if I did that. Uh, but at any rate, um, the, uh, uh, the transition when coaches do that, what both of you guys have done uh, and are in the process of doing, uh, taking a program and uh, successful programs that you guys were head coaches of and then making that transition back into a program that's uh, maybe not near as good as your program before was and now the task before you is to rebuild that program. And that's a, that's a fascinating thing to me because I've seen it in my many years of coaching uh, where good head coaches can do that. And uh, that's kind of a interesting formula and I know they aren't not all the same but I think there are some things that uh, are consistent in coaches rebuilding programs and uh, that would be an interesting topic to discuss on one of our shows and I'm I'm going to write that down we're going to get one of those done one of these days you know a guy at Warsaw that knows how to do that <laughs> yes well I I do absolutely he's, everywhere he's gone <laughs> yeah he's a winner no question so no doubt all right, guys, thanks again for being with us. Uh, you guys have a great evening, and uh, this show will uh, go up uh, next Monday. 
uh, it'll show up on the our our, uh, our uh, Spotify, um, and it's on several other stations or whatever they call them nowadays, uh, streams that you can uh, pick it up on. So that's Thanks all I got. Us. Yep. Thanks for having us. You bet. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See you bye. later. All right. Bye. We'll be back with the show's wrap-up right after this. Big Cat Promotions is very proud to be a sponsor of the Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. Each week, we get a chance to talk to coaches from all over the state about their programs. Big Cat Promotions wants to support your program in any way that we can. Often that is with awards or even fundraisers or items that support and promote the programs, players, and coaches. So if you want to bid on any of over 100,000 promotional products, Give me a call, the Big Cat, at 574-551-5916. That's 574-551-5916. And let's see if we can be of value to your program. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, everyone, once again to the uh, Indiana Football Coaches Association's official podcast. And we just finished up talking with coaches from uh, the 2006 All-Star Game. And, uh, Ted, it never ceases to amaze me, these... uh, Guys, they got great stories and uh, uh, talking about coaches and players and the events during the week and all that kind of stuff. It's always makes for interesting listening, I think. Well, it's, you know, that's what this all-star game's all about. Um, you know, I've been associated with it for 50 years, I guess, or whatever. And uh, this is what it's all about. It's about the kids. It's about the coaches. And, uh, you know, we have uh, – we have friends that we met there and, uh, we have forever. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting also that, uh, John mentioned the fact that they probably haven't talked to each other since 2006. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Sure. Um, you know, um, so uh, it just sounded like, uh, you know, they just got done talking yesterday last week. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah. So, well. We're we're back among the living, so right, to speak. So, right. Yeah, interesting. Well, I think you know. I just and uh, Dave Land refl- uh, reflected one time about being down at the state clinic and just walking down through the hallways of the hotel to Sheridan there, and uh, doors were open, and there he had coaching staffs from different, uh, maybe in the same conference, but just sitting in the room talking to each other and uh, having an adult beverage, as Coach Curtis often refers it to, and just uh, talking football. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, we see that, and it's a just part of the part of the process, part of the brotherhood, if you will, of uh, football coaches, and it's always a, a good time. Um, we That's do have, why football coaches are different. Absolutely, That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I want to talk about just real quick here. We got a uh, we got a special program that uh, we're going to be putting up here, and it's going to be our second annual Valentine's Day program. And I haven't quite got it ironed out, and I haven't talked to you much about it, Ted, but. Uh, who we're going to get on as uh, um, a uh, a football coach and his wife who have been uh, uh, together as long as they've been coaching football. And we have a number of those people uh, across the state, uh, and we're going to make some uh, picks on uh, getting a couple people in or maybe a couple couples in and talking about, uh, you know, making it work as uh, and being the wife of the head football coach, which is a a daunting task, and uh, I truly believe that. So that's going to be another one show that's going to come up. Uh, before the 14th and then of course we got uh, the lineup uh, coming up that'll be a special edition show it won't it'll as soon as we get it done we're going to start airing it so uh, but that's just one thing that we're going to throw in and uh, Ted what else we got coming up well uh, as we go along we're going to you know point out the regions 
Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, recruits coming from those regions. We're going to talk about who the officers are now mm-hmm. uh, in the different regions. And, uh, you know, it's just we're, you know, I'm trying to put together uh, uh, Region 2 podcast, if you will, because Region 2 is significant in that they have a corporate sponsorship. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and uh, Bob Kamel, who uh, represents, uh, uh, you know, what I'm the not South sure. South Bend exactly. Orthopedics. South Bend Orthopedics. South Bend Orthopedics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and I were together in Northern Illinois back mm-hmm. in the 80s. Wow. Uh, that's when I first met him. And right. uh, so anyway, um, I'm going to try to put that together and, uh, you know, let everybody know what's going to go on because uh, I think that's significant. Absolutely. They, Corporate sponsorships—that's that's the only one I know of mm-hmm. uh, in the re, you know in the IFCA. Right, so, right. Well, that'll be good. Anyway, that's where we're headed. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got and that. Joe Talley would appreciate it. I tell you that because uh, he he uh, he just wants to be with football people. Dave. Yeah, that's absolutely. And that's what this show is all about: uh, getting a chance to talk to coaches across the state. Uh, I was with a couple of young players that were considering maybe not going out with football uh, for football. Uh, and I said, man, this is where you cash in uh, your senior year and get involved. And uh, that's another show we're going to put together, and that show regarding uh, specialization of sports. And I told those kids, talked to coaches all across the state of Indiana, and none of them, from the top programs in the state to the average programs, ever preached the idea of just playing one sport. And uh, I, I can't say enough about that. I know you feel strongly about that. And a lot of head coaches, maybe all of them, feel that way. And uh, it's a damaging thing to propose to young people in my mind. At any rate, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We appreciate everything you do. I know everyone's working hard as we're in the off season. So good luck to you. And we'll see you again soon on the podcast.